Good evening and welcome to episode 168 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining me tonight as we are going to be discussing the late pick five this Saturday at Del Mar. Two fantastic grade two races with one of the best handicappers in the entire country. You might know not know him by name, but if you're involved in the contest world, you definitely know this uh, gentleman because he has been outstanding and absolutely rocking it in the contest world. And he has a great backstory, too. His name is Dylan Donnelly. We'll be bringing him on here in just a few minutes. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. After you do that, hit that notification bell. That'll tell YouTube, uh, excuse me, the notification bell will tell you when new shows will arrive. The thumbs up button, the like button, that'll tell you that this is a great podcast to watch. So we hopefully... You're going to smash both of those things. Of course, you can reach me on Twitter at H Kravitz on the name tag there. And the bottom of the screen right now, you can see it right there. Boom. H Kravitz horse at gmail.com is my email for any questions, comments, or concerns. We don't have a lot of comments below the video player, but go below the video player and uh, feel free to comment there as well after the show about anything you like, dislike as well. And we already have some people in the live chat. So please make sure in the live chat on the top right-hand side of the screen, if you are on YouTube watching this, we'd love to hear your comments, opinions on the races at Del Mar uh, for Dylan Donnelly or really anything relating to horse racing. Uh, of course, you can also hear us on audio platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. We got the Race Day blog going. It's still early in the month. It's a great idea to go ahead and subscribe. Only $15.99 for the month. We've had some great winners on there. I had an ABC ticket uh, that I gave out last week that hit for $4,000. Uh, and that ABC ticket was under $300 ticket. So we've had some great scores vertically and horizontally on the race day blog. You can buy it through Patreon. You can see the website there. Or also go down below the video player and click show more. And in the description, you can find out about the race day blog uh let's go ahead and see what we've got here listing we got our typical viewers on right now we got charles b hello charles we got penn state scott uh big fan of del mar uh we're gonna hit that uh let's see we also have uh yeah we've got a christine is here uh wow christine with a, a personal shout out to paul very nice christine thanks for joining the show let before i bring on our special guest let's go ahead and bring on my great co-host uh, who've uh, had a little bit, uh, little bit of time off, but they're I'm sure cranked and ready to go for tonight's show from Maryland, Pete Visco, and from the Saratoga Special, Mr. Paul Halloran. Gentlemen, how we depends on how you define time off, Howard. I'll have you know I wrote ten stories and eight thousand words while I was in Saratoga. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> About what That's you it. might want it. You might want to bring your camera down a little bit or just there you go because your name we want to see that beautiful mug of yours we don't want your why name to be why? In that way by the way uh pete yeah and paul you guys need to be a little bit concerned i had two guests on as you know tuesday uh charlie freeman and patrick kunzel young men who are in college right now they brought it i i am sure you checked out the show uh they were excellent it was fun to have some fresh young blood on the show nothing wrong with you guys of course but it's nice to mix it up once in a while well, I could tell you, I like, I, oh, sorry, Paul. I was going to say, I like Charlie because he seemed to like the closers. I heard him say that a few times. So I was like, that's, yeah. a, that's a kid after my own heart right there. 
He's in for a long line of a long life of regret by by following the closers most of the time. But but hopefully he gets hopefully he has better luck than I do. <clears throat> uh, Paul, it, it was refreshing, and of course Patrick was from uh, New Jersey, uh, and it's nice to have. It's nice to know that there are uh, handicappers in their late teens or early twenties. I mean, that is going to be the future of the game when we're all dead and gone. Well, you know how it all related to my other side job here, as you know, I, I spent the last. Thursday, uh, Wednesday through Sunday in Saratoga. And uh, the Saratoga special has two kids. I call them kids. They're, they're both college kids as interns this summer who are doing a fantastic job, uh, Spencer Ripchick and Timothy uh, Latow. And uh, same idea. You know, they're out there every morning chasing down stories. They're covering, uh, they're being worked to death, basically, which is what you, <laughs> which is you want, what you want them to experience. But same and idea. Free, you know, I, right? I spent said interns, yeah. right? So for free, right? I, I don't know what the deal is, but oh, they, okay. I'm they sorry. could <laughs> they could never be paying them enough. Just but you know, by the same token, you know, when you're an intern and you go to a newspaper or magazine or whatever, you're usually fighting to get a byline. You know, these kids are getting multiple bylines every day, writing, you know, probably a thousand fifteen hundred words a day themselves. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity. Uh, and they were just great, you know, as you were talking about the guys you went on in the handicapping side, very enthusiastic. Uh, you know, they're just even the races that they weren't covering, they were showing up, uh, you know, can I help you get quotes? Can I? So nice. it was it was re similarly refreshing to your experience with the handicappers. Yeah, we're definitely going to have them on again. Maybe we can do like a blowout show with all those guys. And, you know, maybe Jim just bring out a whole big show on a big day and just do like a real big round robin. But uh, thanks again to Patrick and Charlie for coming on uh, Tuesday. They had a bunch of, of winners uh, as well. So that was great. All right. Let's bring on our uh, special guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I brought, I introduced him a little bit um, at the beginning of the show. Dylan Donnelly is one of the best handicappers in the country. He's had a lot of uh, live money success. He's a big contest guy, which is how, how I sort of I got to know him personally a little bit as I met him for the first time. Uh, this summer at a handicapping contest. He lives, I believe, out in California. Uh, let's go ahead and bring him on right now. We really appreciate him coming on the show. It is the one and only Dylan Donnelly. Dylan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on? Doing well. How are you guys? Thanks. Hey, Dylan. Good. What's up, Dylan? Listen, we really appreciate, you, really appreciate being on the show. I know it's a little bit a little earlier out there uh, in the day for you, but I appreciate you uh, taking time to be on the HHH racing podcast dylan we have a very popular segment that we call 10 minutes to post which is 10 rapid fire fun questions but before we get into that um th this podcast has grown tremendously in its year and a half in existence and we have a nice combination dylan of experienced players and people like myself and the two gentlemen my co-hosts who also are involved in contests but we also dylan have some younger viewers on we're really trying to go grow the game you know, with the 20s and 30s somethings. So for people that are not familiar with you and or contest play, just briefly talk a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into horse racing in the first place. Uh, so I'm 31 years old on the younger side of things for horse racing aspects. Um, I grew up in Southern California. My grandfather took me to the racetrack when I was five or six years old. And um, I pretty much have been going there my whole life. Um, hope it never closes down. Um, yeah, just been, I just started to dabble into the horse ownership side of it and, um, you know, I'm playing contests for a while. I'm love it all. 
Yeah, now we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Now uh, I'm gonna ask you the ten uh, questions here in just a second. But the last question I want to ask you in general is what sort of got you into horse racing? Was it an unfortunate event? I'm not gonna ask you to go into details. You can talk as much as you want about it. But everyone finds horse racing in a different way. Your path was quite interesting. No, I mean I didn't find it. I mean my grandfather started taking me to the track when I was five or okay. you know, really really young. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he took me there and I would go there every weekend. Um, I've always been into it. Um, but now that I've had a little bit more time on my hands, I've started to dive a little bit deeper into it and, and I guess into the horse ownership side and, uh, really start to tackle the tournaments all around the country and, uh, go chase those. Yeah. Well, you've had an unbelievable amount of success. We could, I could rattle down all the lists of contests that Dylan won and, and where he's done, what he's done <laughs> in the NHC, but we'd be here forever, Dylan. So people no, go ahead. No, no. People <laughs> go ahead. I know you're a humble guy, but by, by the way, it was a real pleasure to meet you in person at the Hawthorne contest. That room was quite packed there with the Mustari uh, guys and um, Justin do. And just, that was, that was quite the little, you know, what of a 20 by 30 room that we were in or whatever. It was some of the best contest players in the country that I was, uh, and of course, my friend Matt Miller, who won the BCBC, and so uh, it was a good chance to meet you. And uh, you, you got quite the layout there for when you were in contest. You had, oh, I think, two computers. You got, you got everything going on. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my laptop, my iPad, and uh, <laughs> a bunch of good, 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 fun people in there. That was a really good time. Playing yeah. more than one contest that day, if I recall, you were right. Am I right about that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there was probably, I, probably like three or four, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Dill, let's go ahead because, we, of course, we want to get to the handicapping. Let's go ahead and get into the fun segment that we create here on the show. Like I said, it is called 10 Minutes to Post. 10 Minutes to Post. Dill, these are going to be 10 rapid-fire questions. You answer them like 30 seconds or less, and we'll rotate between our uh, co-hosts there, Pete and Paul, um, and then we'll go ahead and get into the handicapping. The questions are going to be on the bottom of the screen, Dill, so we'll read them off because, of course, we have an audio version that we put out later. Uh, but you'll see questions at the bottom of the screen. You're also going to see comments from people as well. Here's like Charles B. Chilling with Dylan. Great handicapper. <laughs> Charles, thanks for the comment there. All right, here we go. First question, Dylan. I sort of, I, I always ask you this, but maybe the first moment in particular you fell in love with horses or horse racing. Was there one? Um, not, not sure when uh, the typical moment I'm not sure. Uh, I remember being a really, really young kid. Um, I got to go to the winter circle when I was like five years old. And um, that was Kent DeSormo rode the winter that day. I was like four years old, four or five years old in the winter circle. And that was probably like, oh my goodness, this is really, really amazing. Um, so that's probably one of, that's like the earliest memory of sort. Cool. Uh, Pete, you got the next one? All right. Best, most memorable horse racing event ever attended. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, we got know, a lot I of good to, ones, Dylan. This is like the I, I went to, of right. horse racing. This is serious cool. here. Yeah, <laughs> I went to the uh, I went to the Breeders' Cup last year in Del Mar. That was my first one. Uh, that was super cool. But to be honest, I think watching Zenyatta at uh, Hollywood Park in one of her races, I don't remember the roar of the crowd. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, I'll never ever forget that. I think it's when she uh, she beat Saint Trinian's. That was an uh, awesome race. Yeah, so awesome. and I bet St. Trinian's that day, which is pretty <laughs> yeah. um, uh, 
No, that's not interrupt you. That was the vanity stakes, first of all. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. The reason why I know that is because I also bet St. Trinian's. <laughs> and actually, I had Vic Stoffer on the show last year. We specifically talked about that race and his call. I'm actually getting chills right now. None, yep. Both of us still have no idea how Zinnia got up because St. Trinian's was a really nice horse. I had that weird way of going, too, with like her leg action. Swimming, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and boy, she looked like she was definitely getting the best of the queen. <laughs> but the queen somehow ran her down. I have no idea yeah. how. Now, and by yeah. the way, last year's Del Mar was my first uh, Breeders' Cup also. Uh, so that was – it was a, a cool weekend. Uh, Paul, you got the next one. Dylan, the two keys to winning live money contests. Uh, I got my pen to... ready. I'm ready to write it down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, you can't be scared to go all in in the first race, and you have to not give a shit. Like, just in general, you have to be – somewhat kind of reckless willing to risk it if you want to actually win it um some people have a hard time you know putting twelve thousand dollars to win on a horse and it's like well you're probably not going to win you know or you're not gonna you might come in the top 10 or top five you know but if you're gonna win you're gonna usually you're gonna need to risk everything at one point so yeah that's definitely one thing i've learned from matt miller and everyone you know you gotta be in it to win it. You know, if 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 you don't want to, you know, if you're if you want to win it, you're gonna have to be willing to spend the money in some of these contests. Just just the way yep. it is. Um, I don't know about you, Dylan. I would never ask you about your bankroll, but I mean, I'm I'm a full time high school teacher. I do just fine. But at the BCBC, which was my first one, I was betting amounts that was just, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm pressing number. You know, I'm putting numbers, you know, into in the machine. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's just it, it's sort of crazy when you do it for the first time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, wait, how many zeros did I just hit? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think right, of yeah. it like Monopoly. It's got to be like Monopoly money if for, for a little bit or else you're never going to be able to do it, at least the first couple times probably. I mean, uh, if you want to win it, yeah. Dylan, is there one particular handicapping accomplishment you're most proud of? I think coming in third in the BCBC, uh, that was pretty sweet. I think I was like pretty proud. That was my first BCBC I ever played in. And uh, I don't – I mean – yeah, I just, I hit, you know, towards the end, I went on a roll there and uh, I didn't think I'd come in third place. Um, kind of a, coming in second in the NHC tour was cool. It sucked. I should have won it, but that's another story. But <laughs> Yeah, um, that you should have won it. We yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think third place in the BCBC, that was, that was pretty sweet. What year was that, Dylan? Or where was it? Where was it? That was uh, at Keeneland in 2020, the pandemic year. Ah, yeah. okay. Wow. Terrific. All right. Um, Pete, next question. Biggest mistake handicappers make when betting or mistakes. If you have a couple of them, uh, being, being scared of losing to horses who you kind of like, I'd say like, don't, if you don't really like it, don't use it. You're going to be wrong a lot. So, you know, Wait, you don't can really you like that, it. Dylan, because once in a while I take some crap on Twitter and other places that I'm wrong too often. Can you, for the best, one of the best handicappers in the entire country, can you repeat that last phrase you just said? <laughs> well, which, so like, just you're gonna be not, what? you're going to be wrong a lot. Is that what you just said? Yeah. You're going to be wrong a hell of a <laughs> okay. lot. So thank you. I appreciate that. You know, if you're going to be right, you might as well be right with your strong opinions. And if they all line up and it doesn't happen a lot, that should make up for the amounts that you've lost in that time. And, Somebody, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I like this horse. I'm going to use him defensively or something like that. I don't know. I don't really using horses defensively. Since you're going to be wrong so much, 
and you why use horses who you don't really like because you're gonna be wrong a lot and you know yeah yeah no, i think that's that's excellent advice for sure yeah. uh paul now that you're into ownership dylan your realistic goals as a horse owner uh my realistic is to have a lot of fun bringing people to the track and uh my goal is to break even <laughs> there's a lot it. of losing in ownership too isn't there as i've started to realize i've i've uh a piece of four horses through a Delphi racing club out in New York. And uh, I'm starting to get that, that sense a little bit, but for me, it's much more about the experience. If it's about the money, oh, yeah. you're in the wrong business, right? Yeah, no, I'm not expecting to make a bunch of money. Um, and, but the amount of experiences that I can bring people to the track and bring them to the backside, pet my horse, feed it carrots. You know, I bring like 30 people to the track with me when, when my horse runs and, just that rush throughout the whole day, um, you know, that's, you can't pay for that. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, this is not one of the 10 minutes of post questions, but tell everyone what happened April 1st of this year in race five at San Anita. April 1st. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked that it up. Was, I looked uh, it up. <laughs> yeah, April Fool's. No, um, first horse that I ever claimed, um, one has broke his maiden for me and for him at uh, Santa Anita and uh, it was an amazing, amazing ride. So many tears being shed. Um, I probably would have cried the exact amount the same if I would have won the Derby. Um, I mean, that was my Derby. It was a maiden claimer for 50,000. And, uh, but I won it at Santa Anita. Like, I, I can't believe it. Um, I, I should be a Belterra. I mean, no offense, Belterra, <laughs> but you know, like, my horse won at Santa Anita. It was it was amazing, and hopefully he gets to win at Del Mar this weekend. So I was gonna say he didn't get claimed out from under you, did he? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. He was, it was off a year layoff, and uh, oh, okay. after after running sixth, so we weren't really worried about that. So oh, good. Uh, the name of the horse uh, for everyone can't beat the Rock, and he's running this weekend at Del Mar. You said. Yeah, he's running Sunday in the last race. There you go. Uh, What's the started, condition? Uh, starter allowance, starter allowance, non-winners of two. Perfect. So, good luck, yeah, man. he's a, thank you, thank you. I don't yeah, know if, the, I don't know if there's a video on YouTube. I didn't have a chance. I just, I'm a school teacher. Like I said, Dylan, I just started working this week. So I've been a little bit more busier than normal. So I was going to try to find that video, but I didn't want to get, have you get emotional. Okay. <laughs> no, so it's all good. I'm to keep it real, but. Is there a video out there if people want to check that? There, like, yeah, your, I think there your is. Celebration after and everything, or no? Yeah, I don't know who posted it. I don't have social media or Twitter, so I yeah, don't. Yeah. Someone posted it. Maybe Justin Do or okay, my mom or somebody. I don't know. <laughs> well, you guys should check it out because it was a really cool moment for everyone. Yeah. Uh, next question is mine. I think. Do you have a bucket list track or race day event you'd like to attend, whether it be here in the states or overseas, Dylan? Um, I kind of just did a bucket list thing about three weeks ago. I went to the Curra out in Ireland. Oh, wow. Um, so that was, that was super cool. Um, it kind of sucks though. Cause you don't know who's winning the race until like 40 yards before the finish. <laughs> They're all wearing the same saddle cloths and, and, uh, you're like, ah, yeah, it's an Aiden O'Brien. <laughs> um, but I think I want to go to the Melbourne cup. That'd be really, really cool. Um, that would probably be a bucket list event racetrack thing that I would love to go see. Um, a, a lot of people. Everyone says that. that. That's everyone's yeah. answer. It's it's yeah. We got. I just I just don't want to get. I just, <laughs> I just don't want to get eaten by like a 
eight foot long snake when I'm in Australia. <laughs> there, there are some animals. Just stay like at the track. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just so. don't, don't wander off on the, don't wander off the road too far. Stick yeah. to the track. <laughs> and we got yeah. uh, three more quick questions though. And then we'll get into our handicap again. We're with Dylan uh, Donnelly from California. One of the best handicappers in the country. Real big in the contest world. This question, I believe this is me for Pete. All right, this is a good one. You have you have to win one race for one million dollars as a racehorse owner, which you are now. Which jockey in history or current do you want taking them out? Um, well, let's see. That's a good one. Um, you are going to say a California guy, right? You don't want to get the haters out on the West Coast on you. No, I think I would probably. If he was sober, Kent DeSormo. Wow. <laughs> nice. Ouch. Nice. <laughs> no, that's a that's a fair comment. He was as yeah, good as yeah. anyone sober. Yeah. I, I mean, I, he's he's just he's he, I don't know. He I think he's one of the best. I mean, yeah. He's one of the best. He, you could uh, take it a step further, Dylan, a little uh, go back a further and say the same thing about the late great Garrett Gomez. You know, Garrett, right. Garrett Gomez For sure. was Probably as good as anyone. I just uh, yep. actually had a chance to talk to Gary Stevens about him in Saratoga because I was covering the Hall of Fame with Beholder going in. And, you know, Garrett, unfortunately, got taken off Beholder because Richard Mandela didn't know if he could depend on him. But Garrett Gomez was probably yeah. had as much talent as anyone who's ever gotten a saddle. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of my favorites, too. Yeah, he's my favorite. He was, he was yeah. my favorite, yeah. Yeah, Dylan is. I, I live uh, about twenty minutes north of uh, Arlington. Uh, God rest its soul. Um, and uh, Kent, Kent rode there for a summer when he was trying to come back. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, you could see. Uh, and I listen. I mean, he he had his ups and downs even in that meet because you could tell sometimes he wasn't focused. Blah blah blah. Anyway, you could tell when his mind was on racing. I mean, he was absolutely outstanding, dirt and and turf too. Oh know? yeah. Um, He's just beautiful, right. beautiful on a horse. Yeah. By the way, for people who don't know, you know, they aren't paying attention to some background news. Kendall Sommer got, correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan, got 60 days a few weeks ago. And actually, people saw that as a positive step because then he can obviously, at least he has a chance to ride again. Am I correct about that, Dylan? Did I, I, read I that think. Right? I, I don't yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not sure, but. Yeah. yeah right, guys. He was, okay. he went from being indefinitely suspended to suspended yeah. for a period of time, but. Boy, it's been a lot yeah. of chances. And it's Matthew Chimura, Ma- Matthew, thanks for joining the show. That Garrett Gomez also wrote. Boy, there, you know, Dill. I know you're a fairly young guy. The people that wrote Arlington was is, the list is just unbelievable. From Pat Day, to, I mean, Jerry Bailey. It goes on and on. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, I was gonna say, Dylan, who rode who rode the horse when it when they broke their maiden? Who rode your horse? Uh, Tyler, Tyler Bays, and he's riding okay. again. He's been on him every time. This will be his fourth race. Um, so come on, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good guy. He's a real solid journeyman rider. Yeah. Um, it's weird to say German. I remember when he first came up, he just, you know, he's, it's crazy how time flies. Uh, let's see. Is this Paul? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, vertical or horizontal better, Dylan? Uh, vertical. Yeah. Any particular one you like more than another vertically? Uh, the dollar pick six um, or two dollar pick six. Wait, so you're horizontal? You like horizontals then? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick pick five, pick six. What did I say? <laughs> you said vertical. vertical That's okay. Don't no worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a big game, um, you're a big game hunter, right? That'd be fair to say. I mean, you play yes. the bigger exotics. Yeah, like, 
I really like the $2 and the $1 pick six. Um, it sucks that California, they have this 20 center. It's, yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah, I just I just don't get it. I mean, I would play it every single day if it was a dollar or or $2. I mean, yeah, don't get me started. Every time I look at Equibase and I look at, oh, what kind of carryovers? Jackpot, jackpot, jackpot. I'm like, skip, 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 skip. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> right. Although last year at Del Mar, I, I played a $14.40 ticket. I was just sitting at home. I was like, I'm just going to play it. And uh, I hit it for 35000 So nice. that was wow. pretty nice. crazy. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know how that all lined up, but... <laughs> Uh, Dylan, Racing Downwind agrees with you with the dollar pick six. And then, yeah, you know, a lot so of good. People. Racing Downwind, thanks for joining the show. One of our great viewers as well. All right, last question, Dylan, then we're going to get to our uh, handicapping. I think this is mine. Um, I don't know really your sports allegiances, but your favorite non-horse racing sporting event ever attended. My favorite one, I, uh, I think it was game six. I went to the Red Sox-Dodgers World Series game out here. Uh, we're rooting for the Sox. And they were down like 3-0 going into the eighth inning or something like that. And then they came back. And just the how loud it was in Dodger Stadium to how quiet it was, I was like, oh, this is just great. This is... <laughs> and, I, I'm, and I'm mostly an Angel fan. You know, I'm an Angel fan. I just I, – we're my neighbor used to be Joe Kelly. And oh, wow. we, went, we went and supported him. And uh, so it was – we were just – I was more Joe Kelly fans, more than Red Sox fans, but it was I was rooting for them. It was super cool. Very cool. Yeah, All right, well, that's Dylan, that's a, that's a little bit about Dylan Down. We all everyone, Dylan, for hope you had a little fun with that 10 minutes of post time. And now let's have some real fun. Let's crush this pick five on Saturday at Del Mar. Now, as I click some buttons here, I've got two screens going, Dylan. As I get everything ready, tell everyone, you know, are you a regular Del Mar player? You obviously live in California. Is I'm assuming Del Mar is one of the tracks you really deep dive in and and watch it on a regular basis. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, SoCal, pretty much. Um, I think I missed two days at San Anita, you know, over the winter and, and summer. And uh, I probably only played like two days at Los Alamitos. I don't really, that's kind of, I take my break during then. Uh, but Del Mar, I've been gone the first three weeks. I've been overseas. Uh, so they've been starting at 10 p.m. at night. So it's kind of been crazy and uh, trying to lower the the brightness on the laptop so that people can sleep. So <laughs> I haven't been go. able to really dig in as much as I'd like to, but now that I'm back, uh, yeah. By the way, I got to ask you one cool question because someone mentioned this on Twitter and I've heard this, but you have a better sense. The tides, do you buy or sell the fact that the, the ocean tides have anything to do with the Del Mar surface and, and or the track or the temperature of the day how does i have that really no matter? idea okay you know what i'm talking about You've, I've, I've heard, heard it. it i've heard it I, i've heard it and i don't know okay i don't know <laughs> i don't know either it's hard enough to try to figure out who's gonna win let alone if the tide's coming in or out and therefore the inside is i don't know blah blah yeah. blah howard i can tell you we had no tides to worry about in saratoga last week okay <laughs> <laughs> all right trust me that's good to know. All right, guys, let's get on to the pick six uh, or pick five. Excuse me. Uh, Dylan, I show the Equibase just for the entries. Then we go to the DRFPPs, like I mentioned to you. The first race of the pick five, interestingly enough, is a stake race, which is sort of cool on Saturday. It starts at uh, 4.34. That's specific time. So it's going to start at 7.34 approximately on the East Coast. It's the yellow ribbon. This is a nice 
grade two for older fillies and mares. It's a quarter of a million dollars. Nice purse. They're going a mile and 16th. You do see the rails are out a little bit 12 feet. And I'll let Dylan discuss whether that matters much or not. It's a seven-horse field with a big Moy line favorite, a real nice filly for uh, Phil D'Amato and Raspoli going global. But uh, you are going with the other D'Amato, Dylan, who's going to be a price 10-to-1 Moy line, Virgu Alley. Yeah, um, you know, I think it says a lot that D'Amato is putting this horse in uh, in this race with glowing global. Um, I, I really, really, really liked this horse last time and was never comfortable with in a slow pace, uncovered pulling still made a really good move turning for home, but just flattened out. Um, I really, really, really liked that October 30th race. Um, you know, those, it was not a fast pace, even though it has that C that donates closers. Right. They were, right here, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was it was a slow flow in there. Um, she was against the grain. She tipped out and charged them very nicely. She ran a 90 buyer, if you're looking at those, in October as a three-year-old. When you look at the favorite here, Glowing Global, she's pretty much a low 90s horse. Um, you know, she's had one really good race. At once she ran a 99. Um, at Del Mar last year, and that was a very nice effort. But, you know, I was looking at the rag numbers and stuff, and her big numbers that she's ran were with very, very fast paces. And when she crawled sitting off of Havanica, uh, Javanica on the April 9th race. Yeah. Other than, I mean, she's very consistent. She's the most likely winner. But she was, I thought she was flat last time. I didn't see any issues. And I also thought she was kind of dead on the board at four to five. I thought she was going to be two to five in there. I don't, I don't know. She's going to be six to five. There, there's some runners in here and I don't know. She could win. I like her as the second. I think it's really her and uh, her and D'Amato in there. Okay. Um, no. You know, Dylan, I got two quick questions. First of all, and this is important for uh, people that don't always play California. The rails being out, now it's only out 12 feet, but in my experience with rails out at Del Mar, really anywhere, but you're getting later in the season here, a little bit Del Mar, the turf is, uh, is starting a little bit worn out. Speed usually, in my, in my experience, speed starts playing a little bit better on the turf at Del Mar later in the season and or when the rails are out. Would you agree with that or not necessarily? Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't really, I mean, I do pay attention to the rails. Um, I even do, I kind of pay attention to speed is holding and stuff like that. I kind of think it's very, very, very much on a, you know, per race, how the flow is set up type of deal. Yeah. Um, I, I, if you would have, if you wouldn't have told me that the rails would be out at 12 feet, I would have never have known. Okay. So I don't really, I don't know. It's. When they're at 30 or 40, something yeah. like that, that's way different. Um, the, so. the other question, Dylan, I have is you mentioned the two, the pairing up the 91s. You know, I mean, going global, we, we were there on November 6th for the Gold of Cova because it was Breeders' Cup weekend. I thought right, she was right. absolutely, I was trying to beat her, and she was Me absolutely too. unbelievable that day. Is it maybe she just loves Del Mar, or do you think she might be regressing? That's the big question, really, in this entire race, isn't it? I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think she could be regressing. Um, I thought she was kind of flat in her other Del Mar race. So I don't, I, uh, 
the San Clemente last year. She got beat at what four to five or something like yeah. that. So I don't yeah. know if she really likes it. Um, she just might have been that was her. That could have been her run because yeah, I thought that was unbelievable. I was trying to beat her that day too. Yeah, um, she was. I was totally against her, and she absolutely blew by like Zofel yep. and Princess Grace, who got caught yep. like on the inside. I think at a rough trip, if I remember. But anyway, uh, the, you can tell Dylan's a contest player, ladies and gentlemen, because. Burgu Alley is sort of if you're playing if you're if, if you're a pick and pray kind of guy Dylan that's like the exact kind of horse you want right Burgu sure. Alley sure <laughs> no definitely hundred percent I mean yeah it, depending on what type of contest well you know it all depends on what type of contest it is true. and what and how late it is you know this horse might be go off at twelve to one but in a contest if it's a live one it might be four to one in a you know sixty person contest or hundred people you know so it all depends. Paul, I'm going to let you talk next. And then, you know, Dylan, we usually round robin pretty quickly. And we just, if you want to jump in at any time, Dylan, feel free. You don't have to, there's no waiting turns here on the show. Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, Paul, you've got a horse that I like on top also. I think Flippin is getting really good. What do you like about this horse, Paul? Well, I, I like a few things and then there's a couple of negatives. But on the positive side, uh, and, and this is really a simplification, but if, if you look at the, especially in stakes races, Horses going east to west on turf do very, very well. Yeah. Um, and this horse is coming out of, you know, Indiana, Monmouth, Keeneland. But the, the thing I, I, I like best is it really looks like this horse is begging for firm turf. If you look at the PPs, three wins in a row, all on firm, off the board on yielding, third by a half a length on firm, and then and, and then he wins last time in a, in a lower level in, in uh, yeah. Indiana on, on good. But... Now She's the, the, the bad gray news right here is, is splitting everyone. She's the gray right here, splitting, beating a nice horse at Hendy Woods. Yeah, the bad news is, you know, uh, well, Vicky Oliver has won at Del Mar. She's won for 14. She is 0 for 36 in graded stakes on turf the last five years. So that's not Oops. filling me with confidence. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rationalize that by saying most of them are on the East Coast. And I'll go back to, <laughs> to theory one. Um, I, I uh, And I feel better after listening to Dylan, too, because the more you look at going global, and Dylan, I think uh, I think she might be maybe even that four to five she was last time as opposed to the six to five morning line. Now, D'Amato is, you know, doing very, very well, but right. this would be the classic case of the other D'Amato. So uh, I, I like I, I do like the fact that the, the two looks like a, a beatable favorite. And it looks a lot more beatable after listening to Dylan, so I feel good about that. He's yeah, already what? had Damato had a sorry, uh, Damato had a an other Damato uh, in a yep. in a sprint in a sprint race. And I bet the it was the five horse one at like eight to one, and the other one was I forgot. I can't yep. I don't even remember the I name. remember the race, Dylan. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. This is, I agree with you, Dylan. I, I think there's some horses in here. You know, I like the seven. Um, you know, the the five looks. Uh, you know, two for two on turf playable. So. Uh, the one I think has got a good spot. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have the seven definitely as an A, and I'm mean, certainly using the two in the horizontal wedges. Um, a Avenue to Avenue to France is who you're going with, uh, Pete. I watched the replay. Now she got a perfect trip last time, but boy, she absolutely exploded late against less. But I mean, her buyers are increasing too. Just another real interesting horse to beat, possibly going global on Saturday. Yeah, this was one where there was a couple couple things I didn't love, but I yeah I watched that I watched that race, and this one just seems to be in in pretty good form. My my biggest concern was 
she doesn't perform as well when she hits in the graded stakes races. So that's always a concern. But my hope was maybe that she's improving enough to where now she's worked her way into enough form to, to compete with a little bit better than she's run against. And then the other thing was she's just a, you know, she's mostly just a drop dead closer. So she's going to need a little bit of speed up front. We know Park Avenue speed, and I, I think Rocking Redhead probably would have some speed. So the hope would be that it at least heats up a little bit. And even Glowing Global, Going Global is usually relatively close and at least would hopefully push. So that's the only concern with the one. But but that's any time you have a horse that's coming off the pace. Yeah, I you know, that's sort of the, re- the pace to me. It's always tricky, Dylan. Of course, we're, we're not in Saratoga now, Paul, so we might actually get some pace to run at. Um, <laughs> going global, we'll probably be stalking, but Javanica is not slow early. Rocking Redhead wants to be, you know, a sort of mid-pack. Park Avenue's definitely going. Burgu Alley could probably do, you know, a few things. Um, but I, I, what I like about Flippin' the most, I don't know if you guys watched the end of that replay, that gallop out was serious. I mean, Flippin' was, like, just starting to get going. So she might even want more ground, but she's a fresh face. I think she's going to get this set up. Uh, Dylan, Joe Bravo has been riding real well, by the way, this summer on the turf. Oh, yeah. He is, everyone knows how good he is, but I think people sometimes forget and they think he's, well, he's just a Monmouth guy. I've seen him run one, you know, many times out there. He's, he's 24, uh, 24% still in this meet. I mean, the guy can still ride. Oh, yeah. No, I think, I think him and, uh, limited him and Hector Berrios have been riding very, very, very good on the turf. They've just been, I've just been like their horses have been catching the eye at the half mile pole at the around the turn. They just are not getting stopped and just, you know, making the right decisions. It's so split second, you know, I think, I think Park Avenue is going to be on the lead. And um, to be honest, I, the horse kind of doesn't break super duper sharp. Yeah. It takes a while. I'm hoping the six, if, if this horse is fresh, I don't think it's going to be that fast of a pace in here. Okay. Just want um, the Burgu Alley sitting right off, I'm assuming. Right mean? off or, or go. Oh, um, wow. You know, because she, if you look at some of her time four numbers, she's quick. She's she's on yeah. some quick. She's right up against there. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, she's going to be, she's going to be, have to be towards the outside. So she's going to want to get over and clear. Dylan, um, does the actual distance concern you at all? Yes, yes, a little bit. <laughs> concerns that, me just a little bit. Right. That's why, for me, I would hope that she would go to the front and try to keep going instead of, okay. if you are somewhat worried about it, trying to stalk and chase and try to outfinish. Um, so, just you know, ride we'll along. Just, just have Vasquez Villagra, who's, by the way, also having a pretty good meet, considering it's his first time out there. Just uh, go ahead and step on the gas and come and catch me and take your chances, right? Pretty much. Try to open up at the three-eighths pole and there hold you go. on. <laughs> All right. I like that idea. Let's go on to the next race. Uh, very – I don't know, by the way, I, we didn't talk overall. Um, I thought this was a very difficult sequence in general. I don't know how you guys felt on the difficulty, but I thought it was pretty difficult. Race seven is, again, one of these really nice, you know, baby races that you see every year at Saratoga and Del Mar. Let me go full screen here. I also need to change – I don't know if you noticed, though, there are picks on the bottom of the screen for all of us. Right, you, right, can right. See, you can see where people are, are going here. Uh, this is a main special for two-year-olds, $80,000 the purse, six and a half. So now you see these two-year-old dirt races stretching out a little more. Paul, I think we saw, what, a seven furlong dirt race? Was it last weekend um, at Saratoga on the dirt? So you see these horses stretching out. This is a field of 10. 
the nine true hood who did not was not a scratch as of yesterday when I started handicapping is a scratch. That was the other Baffert. So the only Baffert in the race is going to be the two cave rock. Yeah, Pete, I don't think you knew that because based on your picks, but we'll get to that in a second. The moral, the moral I favorite right now is um, I believe in this living. I believe is how you pronounce it. Peter Miller, Vasquez, two to one. Dylan is our guest. You get to always go first. You're going price shopping again with the number three, Alexander Helios. This is a second time star for McCarthy and Espinoza. Yeah, I mean, uh, we get 10 to 1 on here, and uh, the horse took some serious money at 8 to 1, you know, in a 10 horse field and a, you know, two year old maiden special way to Del Mar. Um, broke fine. Um, seemed like she had some run. It seemed like he knew what he was doing, had some run. Victor was comfortable on the horse. Um, started to make a little bit of a move and then just, you know, kind of flattened out. The top two kept going all the way around there. The horse ran second, came back and won with the 77. Um, yeah, that's some pretty, that. pretty damn quick works before the, before the race. So they probably, you know, showed some good speed, just got a little tired. Now they're adding blinkers, nice, soft minute, minute and two. Um, you know, five furlongs is kind of quick for this horse, just kind of couldn't keep up, but there's no, no reason this horse can't improve, uh, stretching out further and uh, gets a good inside post. And I watched kind of Cave Rock's works. I wasn't enamored and I'm not a professional. I mean, really? look at all those bullets. I'm, I'm not, I mean, sure. But uh, <laughs> arrogates don't really win first out a lot. Um, I think it's like 5% with two-year-old first timers. Um, you know, the I think this horse is going to show more speed. And um, the other two to one, the Peter Miller horse in here, this horse isn't that fast. Um, this horse is going to be coming from behind. Um, so you need to be up close in these races. And uh, I think this three is going to break a lot sharper and uh, be towards the front. And 10 to 1 is wow. good. No, it's an interesting pick. Michael McCarthy does a great job. He's good. Maybe Pete will have some second time, some stats on Michael McCarthy when, when we get to him. Um, you know, the breeding says he wants it a little bit longer. I think he's interesting. I'm using him. Uh, Dylan, let me let me just interject before I let Pete and, uh, Pete and Paul on Cave Rock. I'm going to put us all on screen here. So, Dylan, I don't know if you're an XBTV guy. You probably watch, uh, I'm assuming you watch workouts. I watched a bunch of workouts on Cave Rock. Let me just tell everyone this. I don't know how Cave Rock's going to do Saturday, but I think this is a serious animal. First of all, Pegram, Watson, Whiteman, you got the great connections, of course. You're absolutely right about the arrogant. That's the only thing, Dylan. The arrogate is two for 38 with the first time starting two-year-olds. That is horrible. But Cave Rock has been working and worked well with a um, horse called Newgate, which is an absolute monster for Fletcher. He also, by the way, worked uh, with the with the nine who's not in uh, who's not in there. The nine who's not in this race. He This horse breaks well, Dylan. I think this horse is going to show serious speed. If he, he's out of – he's he's by Arrogate, of course, um, out of a Bellamy Road uh, damn Georgie's Angel. I'm going to look on the screen. Georgie's Angel, as everyone can see, was a pretty nice horse and was very quick. Won the Shilerville at Saratoga Paul and then uh, was in the spinaway uh, in a very uh, fast pace. So, despite the fact that Arrogate is not good early, Dylan, I got a feeling this might be the exception to the rule. Um, I think this is a serious horse. That's who I have on top. 
Uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Pete's pick, the seven, who is another interesting horse, Ultimate Gamble. How about $1.75 million buy for Mark Latt and Red Baron's ownership? Uh, Mike Smith gets the mound here, uh, Paul, or Pete, sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, because originally I had the I had the nine. I think the picks I set you were seven, two, eight. But I, originally I did like the nine, and I had even after watching that work with Cave Rock, where where Cave Rock definitely broke a lot cleaner. So you would have been yeah. a little bit more confident, sort of first time. It just looked like it was a little bit more ready. This one, I, I, I don't know. This one was it was sort of a sort of a hunch play. I mean, it's one of those where it's you know the one point seven five obviously catches your attention. I don't necessarily generally love Mike Smith, but I just thought this one had, you know, good enough stats in terms of the breeding where I, I, I didn't think that it was something where I thought, and I agree with Dylan, like the, I could maybe talk myself off of cave rock because arrogates don't necessarily run as well in that first time out. So if I can go against the favorite and I, I think I would have had that nine probably would have been pretty low if they were in there. If I can go against the favorite and I could take a horse that obviously had talent enough to go for that much of a purchase price, you know, the dam, the dam, I think the dam had maybe it was like seven for 11 with dirt sprints. If I remember it correctly, something like that. So there was, there was at uh, least something ha- in there. Have to defraud. It was a serious yeah. horse. Yep. yep. Who was a, a Yeah. Horse. And super yep. fast. Yes. Yeah. So, I just thought that there was enough. And like, I, I, if I look at the breeding and I don't see anything that jumps out that's super negative and I, and I look at it, although Glatt had some, you know, he was sort of two for 15 I had with, with first time starters, you know, at Del Mar and in, in this, at this kind of level. So, but there was a lot of questionable statistics in here anyway. So this one was just one I thought, Hey, if I'm going to take a shot, I'm going to take a shot with some pedigree that, that obviously this horse coming in looked like it was supposed to be something. And the works have been pretty good. Nothing eye popping, like maybe the two, but the works have been pretty steady. And I like that nice six furlong blowout on the sixth a little bit to get, to get this one ready to go. Okay, well, I can mention, by the way, uh, Dylan, I'm assuming you did that on purpose, but oh, there you Oops. go, your camera was off. You, you might have done that on purpose. I don't know if you had something going on. Um, no, no, no. I, no problem. Pete, real quick mention for you about the works on Ultimate Gamble and for those of people who don't have XPTV. Pete, I watched a few works on I, I deep-dived on this race, which means I'll be completely wrong, most likely. Ultimate Gamble, to me, Pete, doesn't break great. This looks like this will be the closer of the race. Like, if the two and yeah. three hook it up or at the six... I got a feeling based on the breeding and based on the works. He's also, the, the horse climbed a little bit. He's like a little bit lo- longer winded. He looks like he's got a little bit of a longer stride. Like it takes him a little more time, Pete, to get into his flow. But once he gets into his stride, I don't, I don't know if you saw any works on this horse too, but the, I think this is going to be a serious horse down the road. Maybe Saturday, maybe not. Dylan, any thoughts on if you saw the Yeah, work? because, and especially the hiring of Mike Smith, I'm just thinking this horse is going to, they want to give this horse a good educational debut, not yeah. mess up, not get this horse in trouble. This is an expensive piece of flesh. Uh, let's give him a good debut. And yeah, he wasn't, I didn't think he was as quick. Um, and if you're not going to be quick sprinting at Del Mar right now, it's, you're going to be playing catch up. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing, the only one thing that I didn't mind as much was that if I think if this was at, if this was going even a little shorter, like six and a half, I thought maybe this one could get in. But again, they, with these, you don't really know what the, it's hard to tell. I mean, you can look at the breeding, but it's hard to tell what the speed's going to be. So we'll, we'll have sure. to see if there is some speed up front that this one can potentially run into. Dylan, we're going to move along here. And Paul, I know we, you have got, you're going to comment Paul in a second, but 
Dylan, any opinion in your handicap experience about what Christine is saying with horses that have more gate works than others? I don't read too much into that. I, I guess if they have more gate works, then not, they, they need more practice out of the gate. But I don't know. As a handicap, I've never really gotten involved in that too much. Yeah, I mean, it would probably, if you think about it, if you, the horse is working from the gate a bunch. I mean, this one's gate, gate, non, gate, gate, gate maybe has some, you know, gate issues. You would have to look at the trainer and see how, if they do that with all of their horses or if it's just a horse yeah, bike. That's a good point. You know, case by case basis. But, and the funny thing was in that last work, was it the last work against the nine or was that maybe that was the work before? Uh, I think it was it, the last work. Was, was it, the, the it, it actually, he broke beautiful out of the gate. Right. So it was like maybe, his best one that he did. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, at least yeah. maybe he, maybe, it, maybe it's working. I guess we'll it, see it, though it, when it's live. Interestingly enough, I can see cave rock getting the lead, but the six and a half, I'm a little bit concerned about. I actually like Dylan's three and the seven more for the six and a half. If this was like five or five and a half, I would, I cave rock would almost be a single for me. The six and a half is a slight concern. By um, the way, I, Howard, you, you mentioned the McCarthy. He does have a, He's 32% wins and 55 in the money with second time starting maidens wow. in dirt sprints. So there you go, it, Dylan. He, he likes to get the second one going. We're big, we're big stack guys here on the show, Dylan. We like to throw it out hey, and for whatever it might be. All right. Paul's been waiting patiently. Paul, we're also, are we all dissing the number six? So you have second. I mean, the horse ran an 81 buyer last time against a real nice horse in Jackstown. Um, why can't this horse win? The three of us are sort of, the other three of us were sort of poo-pooing this horse a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, a race like this, uh, I, I'm looking for, obviously you're going to be using some first-timers, but, you know, I've found a lot of times you get beat in a race like this, and you're like, oh, this horse was the best, had the best lines of horses who are, who have already run. You know, I, 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 I don't know why, I'm sure there's a good reason, but, the sixth and seventh race, it would be very helpful for pick five purposes if they were reversed because then you could see the board to start out the pick five if this were the sixth race because I think sure. a horse like this two-horse with Baffett, the board's going to tell you a lot. And, and I do think that, you know, two gate works on top of the race, it may not be a bad sign, but I don't think it's a great sign. Okay. And I, if, if this horse is two to one, five to two, I would say that's cold for a first-time Baffett uh, okay. in a race like this. So, um, you know, that, that's my feeling on that, as my daughter Martha makes a cameo behind me. <laughs> um, that's my feeling on that, that, you know, I don't know why um, this couldn't be the sixth race and the, the stakes race be yeah. the seventh race. But they didn't ask me, Howard. Well, so people, uh, I'm going to use the Baffett, but I'm, go, I'm going like four deep. Uh, I, I'm going to use the eight also as a B. Um, okay. Practical joke is a, is two year old first time starters nineteen percent. Although Tim Yak Tim Yak team the trainer is not good, but uh, I I'm, I want to have at least one price in a race like this. And for all people, uh, you guys are stats people. I came up. I have to turn off the camera to go to it, but I did come up with a cool little stat that makes Yak Team look better first time out. If you guys okay. want. Oh, to hear good. It. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, go ahead, Dylan. Well, so so that damn you know one on debut. Granted, it was long on the grass. Yeah. Um, so Yak Team with two year old first timers in maiden special weights at Del Mar. This condition. Now some of them don't even don't get bet at all. But if they're fifteen to one or lower. Uh, he's two for 10 and five of them were in the money. 
Um, so five in the money, you know, top three, you know, two-year-old Delmar first time maiden. That's good. Um, and if they get bet a little bit. So, and the other ones he was, he was like 0 for 8 with 15 or more. All uh, right. 15 See? or more or higher. So, um, I like you know, those, those making me feel good. I like it. <laughs> he's got some good gate works, this horse too. I didn't watch him, but, uh, I mean, yeah. that's serious. 46 and 4, 40, 47 and 1 from the gate. I mean, damn. By the practical way, joke, I, uh, Howard, two-year-old first-time start is 19%. Yeah. I, I got a feeling, guys, this is a very live two-year-old race. Like, we could see a Breeders' Cup horse out of this race. It's just – it's a gut feeling. The other Baffert's going to probably run it and run well in the next race, too. Um, Paul, last thing before we move on. Jim brings up a good point. You could also, of course, look at the double probables to give you an idea of who's going to be live good in the point. next race. Yep, that's fair. But, it's, yep. but that, those are not as easily to tell as – you know, as the race itself. All right, let's move on, guys. We probably spent way too long on. I love talking about the baby races. I did tough race, it, Dylan, but I really enjoy watching uh, the, the two races these days at Del Mar in Saratoga. Uh, next race, uh, let me go ahead and switch some screens here. All right, there's our picks on the bottom of the screen, guys. We've got an optional allowance, eighty thousand. It's a mile on turf. It's for uh, three-year-olds, restricted. Difficult race, I thought. The morning line favorite is the number four, Anmer Hall for Pete Miller and Vasquez. I thought there were some serious replay specials in this race. That's some You really had a deep dive, in my personal opinion, in this race. Dylan, you are going with the six horse here. Another price, degree <laughs> of risk, Owen Hardy and Drayden. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, so this horse got the uh, Justin Dew trip of death. Um, he kind of, <laughs> I, I so didn't know he, that that's what it was called. Yeah. So he has a thing and I kind of have a thing and it's basically, um, uh, and we both, it's not like, I, I've liked this angle, I guess you could call it. And sure. he, you know, same thing, just horses who are chasing out in the, in the clear in a two turn turf race, not being able to get covered up is just so not. The, the way to go in, in turf racing. Um, but he's the eight, he's the eight horse. Let's take a look eight. at it. You can talk through as much as you want, Dylan. Go ahead. Sure. Um, at least I hope this is what the horse did. No. <laughs> um, so the, <laughs> no, horse bobbles right. a, the horse the horse bobbles a little bit, and there's a lone leader uh, up on the lead, and this horse just doesn't get covered the whole time. You see, he's fresh off this. You know, this is first starting seven months ago. The horse is ready to go. Um, still a little keen right here. Um, and just pretty much the whole way around there gets no cover and okay. is wasting all, this is all wasted energy right here. Um, coming off this, coming off this layoff. Um, definitely pulling. I'll go and fast forward, but it's pretty yeah, so much. If you go around, right? around the turn, look, the horse is moving up on its own after the finally gets to relax and is moving good right here. You're like, Oh shit, this is the winner right here. Um, if you would have paused it, you would have, could have said, this is the winner. Gets tired, only gets beat uh, two and a quarter lengths. But this was the first start in seven months without getting cover. Was a little was aggressive. I think if this horse can get some cover, get over, this horse is super live at a good price. Now there are some real wacko trips coming out of this race that we're gonna we're gonna watch <laughs> again here in just a minute. You've got uh, you've got the eight in second, Dylan. That'd be uh, Dandy Warhol, which is my top choice. Actually, uh, oh, not coming out of this race, coming out of another race, but also had sort of a brutal trip. 
Yep, yep. See, now, I like these, the uh, the sixes trip a lot more than, than this nine because everyone sees that this horse was right. towards the back, had traffic, you know, trouble, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's going to improve. The the uncovered trip is 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 kind of hidden somewhat. Okay. Um, that's my big thing. But yeah, this horse breaks Here's the super nine slow. On the inside trying to close up the inside gets completely shut off here. Yeah, you know, definitely has run right here. Ears pricked, ready, waiting for the jockey to make a thing. You know, set him down and uh, there you get shut off. But you got a you got a poor start and came on late. I apologize. Yeah, By no. Way, this, he... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying like this horse can. Um, on debut, going six furlongs broke a lot better than what he did this time. Um, yeah. He just, you know, sometimes when these horses come from overseas, they're not as sharp out of the gate. So this horse is adding Lasix, and obviously they thought something of this horse. He was 11 to 1 in, a, in the Oceanside, in the 13 horse field on opening day. So, yeah, first time Lasix. I, I'm personally expecting big improvement uh, in this race right. from this horse. Uh, Dylan, anything else you want to mention before I go to my, uh, in this race? No, 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 no. You got the three for third, um, optimizing who's nicely bred. Another horse for McCarthy coming off a layoff. I mean, you're basically, we're looking for a horse that can make major improvements, right? In this Right. Now, I mean, he ran, you know, he actually ran against a degree of risk in November at Del Mar. Yeah. Um, November 5th. And he also looked very, very strong around there, but was uncovered for the most part. And, you know, didn't have a chance to get shut off. So um, shut off and relax. And it's just it just shows something that this horse is coming back in this spot. You know, I just, you know, it's probably ready to go. Okay. Uh, let's go to you, um, uh, Paul, here. You've got the four. Now, the four was Amner Hall. I'm not going to show the replay. That Amner Hall was the two in the replay that I showed second, who ran real well, gets blinks off, ran an 86 very logical. My only negative or my only question for you, Paul, is he was 30 to 1 last time. Now he's going to be, what, 3 to 1? That, in general, for me, is a negative. But you have to have winners to hit a pick 5. So, you know, yeah, I, I no, guess you're I, about the odds, right? Yeah, I, I agree, Howard. I hate that particular angle myself. I, I just think, you know, you, you either think the Oceanside is going to end up being a live race or not because you have, yeah. I believe, there's three coming out of it. Um, yeah. I think there were some bad trips in the race, uh, uh, the eight being one of them. Um, you know, this four did look like a winner at some point, and then our friend Billy Koch, who I saw several times at Saratoga, Howard. Yeah. Uh, friend Billy Koch's Belifnikov uh, got up late. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I do I do hate that angle that he's 30 to 1 last time, although it's even worse when they win that race. And, but uh, – I, I think he, he ran pretty well out of that race. I'm going to go on the theory that that's going to end up being a pretty good race. So I took two okay. horses out of that race. And uh, the yeah. four and eight are both A's for me. Now, we didn't talk about Handy Dandy, who, uh, let's see, Pete's got second. Uh, you've, you've got second. What is it you liked about this one? Well, I, again, it, 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 that's where I would be playing him. You know, if you look at his uh, – he's – seven out of nine on the board doesn't win it's only won twice but he is pretty consistent uh you know you, showed, you did show the replay of him uh i i, I agree with dylan yeah. I, I like the other horses trip better but this is more of a board horse for me if i were playing race vertically and 
he will be a defensive B in the pick five for me. He's right here. I, I thought he got a dream trip as opposed to some yeah, others yeah. that uh, did not. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he can't win, but boy, Dylan, I mean, you're not going to get a better trip than this and still couldn't win. So no, that was he my saved. First, that was my yeah. negative on that horse. He saved ground the whole way, traveling very smooth. And I mean, he, you're going to tell me he's going to going to get a better trip than that from the nine hole this time? <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you, uh, Pete. I sort of gave you short shrift because you like Dandy Warhol. Also, I'm no, that's you, okay. I'm assuming you thought the same way. You liked the replay. He got off really slow. Should break better. First time Lasix. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, basically the same stuff. Nothing. Nothing new to add there. It was. It was okay. definitely the definitely the trip helped. And you know, I was hoping for a little bit. Like like Dylan said though, that was sort of an obvious trouble trip. So you, the yep. the price reflects that. I was hoping for maybe a little bit up. I was actually surprised a little bit at Handy Dandy being seven to two. Not for not that I think that horse is great or anything, but I just thought maybe that one would take a little bit more money just yeah. from the consistency standpoint. But I just want to mention the seven guys. Cause I'm the only one on the screen though, that has the source again. I, I, this is the same replay again, but you know, I, I should, I could have mentioned it before, but I didn't <laughs> want to interrupt uh, Dylan's uh, uh, storm there. The seven is the six here who just gets sent out like <laughs> way the hell out. Oh, we just missed it. It's going to come up in the back here. This Now, see these two horses right here. And, Dylan, I don't know what's going on here, but if you watch, when the jock pulls the stick, it looked like, like, what is that? Did the stick get, like, caught? Did everyone see that? Watch yeah, it almost again. looked like it got caught on the, like, right, right here, on watch the saddle like, or something. Like, yeah, what was that? Like, got caught in the, in the jock, in, in the horse's tail or some kind of weird shit going on. Watch this one hmm. more time, guys. This horse right here. Jock pulls the stick. He already got sent out. Like, right, what, what in the world is that? Like, that must have been Jamie Spencer. Was that Jamie Spencer? <laughs> no, it's not Jamie Spencer. Huh. That, and, and the horse still ran on a little bit. I know it's, he's off the screen, but um, I, that, he got really bothered. And, you know, like, they just gave up on him. Dylan, that's another one of those trips sure. that I think, right, looks bad on paper. And you watch the replay. And, Dylan, some people will say, well, the horse didn't run on. Well, yeah, hell, he didn't run on because he got sent out to the parking lot, and then he got like the whip, like like the jock just stopped riding. Like these are the kind of trips you had to watch for better or for worse, right? Yeah, um, that's a uh, see, but to me, he was kind of was grinding along around okay. the far turn when that happened. Okay. Um, but you know that was his first start, so I mean, he was still, yeah, you know. He could definitely he could improve. There's no there's no saying he can't improve. Uh, Sadler knows what the hell he's doing. And by the way, Barrios, who I hate at Gulfstream, like I never bet him, somehow is five for eighteen at Del Mar. I mean, it's just it he's been riding really well. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to the next race. I'm sorry we're taking a little bit long here, but we like to talk horse racing, Dylan. I hope you're okay. So, hey, you I'm, the time we got nothing. Oh yeah, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> we got nothing either. We're just horse guys. All right, let's get on to the. Uh, Ninth race here. Let me go full screen. Let me switch the picks here. All right. Uh, small field. Interesting race. Well, did I, I didn't switch it, did I? There we go. Hold on. It's taking a second to switch here. We'll get there. There we go. It's the Sorrento. It's a grade two. This is for two-year-old Phillies. Restricted. 200,000 uh, is the purse. They're going six furlongs. You got a field of six with this infinite diamond, the seven is Scratch, who I actually was very interested in. I'm a little disappointed that uh, being Cohen, I'm assuming just didn't ship the horse out, would be my guess. Um, but Infinite Diamond is an interesting horse in general. The more line favorite here is the number one, Procrastination, who uh, is very fitting considering I'm a school teacher and I'm about to see 
plenty of procrastination from my students starting next week, most likely. Sorry if they hear this. Uh, eight to five morning line, McCarthy. You're a big McCarthy guy, Dylan, it sounds like. Uh, it looks like Or maybe it. <laughs> it's just Saturday. I don't know. But no, this is a real nice horse, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the horse broke super sharp from McCarthy, and you think that, you know, some of those horses, you know, not as good going first time out, but this thing was bet like a good thing. Um, you know, they were probably targeting this race with good timing. I don't know. I hate playing guessing games, but let's get them a race so that this, instead of waiting for the bigger purse, uh, like a maiden, like a maiden special weight at the beginning of the meet, because then it would have been kind of coming back pretty quick for this race. So let's get put this race into them, uh, into her, and she won super nice, and it just sets it up perfectly five weeks later, ready to roll in this you know $200,000 race. So I don't think there's a ton of early pace in this race. Um, nice gate work right before. Ricky can get him out of the gate. You know, I think this horse is the one to beat. Yeah, I think I will, I'm just going to – not much to see here. I mean, she just blows by the field. I think you bring up a real interesting point with Los Al, Dylan, because a lot of people, especially if they don't play the West Coast, they see, well, the horse started at Los Al. You know, it's a lower, you know, circuit, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Baffert has done this with some very nice runners too, right, Dylan? Sure. Start them off at Los Al, get that experience, and then, you know, they have that edge with experience over, you know, horses that are first-time starters or – you know, uh, less experience going into Del Mar. So I think you, you bring up an excellent point. 47 and two uh, gate breeze handily, by the way, fifth best of 116. This is a very fast horse. Uh, and I got a feeling this could be a Breeders' Cup horse, Dylan, if she can stretch out by uh, not this times and out of a super saver dam. So I got a feeling Dylan procrastination. Do you think, I mean, it's hard to say, but this could, this could be a Breeders' Cup horse, right? I mean, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And yeah, I mean, who knows? Um, yeah, you know, I don't think this is a uh, a tough of a field. Yep. So if this horse wins nicely and you know gets a good number, uh, sure. But um, you know, let's see what she does first in the next race. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just saying it like she's gonna win this one, but I mean, I don't yeah, think yeah. this is that tough of a field. <laughs> By the way, Eclipse partnership, Dylan. I also like the fact that she broke from the inside last time and did it well. So I don't know if you figure that into your handicapping, but I don't think the rail is going to be a problem for this horse. No, not at all. And, especially, and down on the rail at Los Al is not the most ideal spot either. No, um, not at all. It's horrible. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see who else is. I mean, the three the three horse broke super sharp last time and is yep. working well. Um, you know, but. There's, I don't, the horse on the outside is going to, it's the other one who's going to take money. And I think this one's just going to be chasing wide. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We're not going to talk too much about this race, Pete and Paul, because there's only, there's really not, we all have the one. Um, let me, let's see here. Uh, Pete, you can just quickly talk about the five and six. We, I have them second, third. So does Paul. We all basically have the same horses here, Pete. Yeah, the only thing I liked about the five, which was which was when you watch the replay, it was, it was weird for a, a thirty to one shot. Is that is that it was just ridden so confidently? She, she was, yeah. you know, the, the confident ride, right? Did you see that? It just does. It's yep. not what you yep. expect with a thirty to one shot. You're like, this horse looks like if you watched it without the odds, you think that horse was like four to five, right? And that's what sort of threw me, right? I don't, you saw the same thing, Dylan. 
Yep. No, yeah, it looked good the whole way around. Pretty much never looked like a loser. Yeah. Um, just was very calm. Even was confident and let the horse gather its feet. Um, you know, out of the break wasn't that strong, but just let him let himself gather and never was. I mean, this is running down a Baffert horse and, you know, just kind of not even hitting him right here, just keeping her straight. Yeah, she was um, lugging in too. I, I think this yeah. is the one, if the speed develops, this is the one you want, right? Right. No, I, I, I think so. That, yeah, it's yeah, just no, not it's... something you normally see for a, for a shot that long. So I figured, again, yeah, now you're now if you if you get that sort of you know if you just throw the odds out and that usually would be something ah maybe a thirty to one shot maybe the race fell apart blah 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 maybe something funky happened and that's why that horse won. It just didn't look like that. And like Dylan said, beating a beating a low price Baffert horse is always a good thing when you're when you're talking about the two year olds. Yeah, and who knows? This horse might show more speed. I mean, the horse didn't get out of the gate quick last time. Yeah. No, um, agree. I don't think they meant to be. I don't think they meant to be that far back. And that wasn't yeah, probably so ideal. But this horse, this horse might might be a lot better. And you know, sixty-seven buyer. That's that's very respectable for you know, yep. on debut. So, uh, Paul, quick thoughts on absolute absolutely zero. This is my second choice. The only reason I have her second and maybe is an upset possibility. I'm going to go ahead and bring us all on screen. My thought here, Paul. I don't know if you agree. Is this? I think this horse is going to sit right outside the one. If something happens, if the one doesn't quite break or just something strange happens, um, the six to me is the one that's going to get first run on anyone else. And my gut feeling, Paul, I have no intel. This horse is, you know, by Nyquist. Um, I have a feeling that the extra distance might be a little bit better for this one, although I will admit it's a bit of a guess. Yeah, well, I think with the five and six both being O'Neill horses, I, I think the six is going to be very much going to be sent to at a at a minimum sit off the one if not and that's one of the reasons why I, I have to keep the five involved because I do think there is a chance that even in a short field, I think there's a chance this race could be one from behind. And and I think as again with the with the the one being the speed from in there we know is gonna go. I think that Mario Gutierrez sends this horse from the outside and you know if if not in the lead sits off off the one tries to get first run but if not then he's got satin doll uh, coming to pick up the pieces and i would like to say howard i saw the 1998 sorrento in person with hall of famous silver bullet day winning the race wow silver, nice. silver in the in those uh patented orange and uh what yellow silks for uh all that means is i'm very old <laughs> for whatever for, that was for p for pegram and whiteman and watson and whatever correct Silver Bull Day, real nice, real nice horse. Uh, Very good. Back horse. in the day. All right, guys, let's go to the last race. Now, this race, Dylan, holy crap. This last race, I'm not an all-button guy, Dylan. I'm assuming you're probably not either. But if I had the money or resources or desire or whatever, I mean, this last race is really, really difficult, in my opinion. Uh, let's go to the last race here, race 10, guys. Uh, and, again, we appreciate everyone watching tonight. We're going to show our pick five tickets here in just a minute. It's a, it's a main special. It's a mile 16th on turf. This is for uh, for the males, three three old and up. Big field here of, what, 11. And the more line favorite is the number five. Pray for me, Ray, for Mike Pipey and, uh, was it, and Mike Smith. And you are going with – now, Dylan, I got to say this. I, I have a lot of respect for you, as, as I'm assuming you know. Um when I saw, I handicapped this race before the morning lines came out. Did you did you see the morning lines before uh, Dylan or no? Uh, no, I don't even know what. Oh, oh, they're on the right. No, I didn't even look at them yet. 
right. I, I, I didn't look at him. I hadn't looked at him either. And I looked at him today, and I, I have the nine on top also, Dylan. You and I both have the nine on top. This nine, Dylan, is 20 to one. And when I saw the morning line, I thought two things. First of all, that's a ridiculous morning line, number one. And then number two, I was like, I'm hoping Dylan likes this horse like I do because <laughs> I'll feel so much better, Dylan. We're either going to go down in complete flames and look like idiots or look like geniuses because I don't usually bet 21 morning lines or pick 21 morning lines on top. So, Dylan, I'm going to let you talk about the number nine, who you and I both have on top at 20 to 1 for Peter Erden and Joe Bravo. I mean, this horse, I mean, Erden's sharp. He's very cagey. His horse is, he, 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 he knows what the hell he's doing. Um, this X-Line border racing, these guys buy runners. Um, didn't take any money on debut, but I think they were quite surprised. You could, you could show the race. Um well, there's a few is... coming out here, right? So the five the, – right. sorry to interrupt you, Dylan. The, the five no. – pray for me, Ray, is the three in this race. He's the five. Uh, the five in this race doesn't – is in this race, but won't be a badger. You want to watch the one and the three, but seven wonders is the one. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, just from from the get-go, you know, I'm pretty sure – let's see what happens here, what I remember. Off awkwardly. Um yeah, but gathers her feet, gathers her feet fine, and is saving ground. But just never was comfortable down on the rail, um, you know, and still ran throughout down the lane. Was only beat two lengths. Um, I know this. Pray for me, Ray. They've really liked this horse from the beginning. Um, this horse has got some serious talent. Just so far back, um, and that's tough in, in turf racing. But the this one like also is in between. Though. Like this is a claustrophobic yep. spot, in my opinion. Yeah, never, never comfortable right here. Gets shuffled all the way back to last. This horse probably has more speed. Um, yeah, just, just watch this horse. It's waiting, waiting, trouble. Um, you know, traffic. Horse, cats get to the outside. Here comes the outside. Yeah, he, finally she, right she, here. She's a, he is sorry. He is advancing on his own. Um, that's under. That's natural talent being asked right there. Um, the jockey wasn't was just trying to guide her out, guide guide him outside. Yeah. Um, here are the two he runs horses. on just here's, fine. Here's the three, and then there's the one right there. Yeah. So this horse gallops out fine as well. Um, Twenty to one. I don't really like the uh, the nine hole, but um, you know this horse should break better today. And uh, yeah, look at this horse. This horse is galloping out. There, there's talent here for sure, and hopefully we can get twenty. <laughs> That'd be fine by me. I, I just think this is a wide open race, and and right. that, I, I like I, I like one of my sort of angles, Dylan, is I like horses that are um, had a lot of not only traffic but like claustrophobic, like in between horses for me. Unless they're an experienced horse, that's like a very underrated bad angle for me. Horses, not angle, but 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 bad race where you got inexperienced horses in between and claustrophobic to me it is a very bad situation. I don't think enough people talk about in my personal opinion you've got the five second who was the three in that race who ran very well um right. pray for me ray and then you've got the four spy catcher who's very logical for his foley yeah this the, like i said the five this barn's always liked this horse from before the debut they thought uh long on the long on the turf at del mar wait for this horse um so this is what it's doing um the four is actually dropping in class <laughs> and ran very respectable um last time so i don't know what their plan was last time maybe the 
This race didn't get. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I don't yeah, know let's move them up. Since. Let's move them all the way up and stretch them. Stretch them all the way out and just see what happens, kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, has a little better jockey on him this time. I don't. I don't really care who's riding my horse that much, but you know, um, this horse should be able to save ground and run in good numbers. So, um, yeah, four, five, and bomb for me. Dylan, before I get on to the other few and talk about our pick five approximately in like a caveman or maybe even on Saturday, how many do you think you'd use in this race out of 11? If assuming you want to play your biggest ticket ballpark. Yeah, so I, I will have, so I'll do a B's and C's and I'll have five, I'll have five horses in here. Okay. Um, I'll have the four, five, six, nine and 11. Okay. Four, five, six, nine, 11 for Dylan. Um, yeah. Pete, you've got, you've got another interesting horse that I've got um, a Calumet. Uh, horse, a real king, eight to one more line, Jack Sisterson. I have him uh, second. You've got him on top. Yeah, this was another one where, uh, in a wide open race, again, I, I did this pre, I, I first handicapped pre morning lines, but this was one that, another one that had a weird trip. I mean, I, if I remember, terrible start, was pinched, here. but then, yeah, and then if you, so if you watch it, sort of starts bad. I guess we'll wait till it, yeah, like, it, I mean, the, because that seven sort of came in and then it kicked the eight way out. So this horse was way back. Then winds up getting, then winds up when you get in the lane, gets pinched again. So just never really had a clear run and still, you know, ran on. So it didn't give up. So if you watch through the end, it, it sort of ran on and, and, and came and only lost by two and three quarters. And that was coming off of the first race of 22 with a, a nice 75 buyer. So sort of paired that up, even with a troubled trip paired up that half decent buyer like so right, i feel like if there's a yeah if you watch the two was leaning on him and and, and i mean people would think well i didn't run on well the two was leaning on him and he sort of lost interest at least that was my opinion yeah and then he kicks in sort of he kicks in sort of late there too and he, yeah i mean again sometimes you're just looking and these are these are relatively green horses so that you look at him and just say hey it didn't give up he he, he ran on he, he did what he you know, he could have just backed up to last with that trip that he got and, and he I kept agree. going. So I, and to me, if a price and again, in a wide open race where I don't think the favorites are anything special to speak of, yeah. I wouldn't mind having a couple prices on the ticket. And this one, if it gets a cleaner trip, maybe gets a little, a little closer and then also moves forward from those back to back 75 buyers, then I, I kind of like yeah. that. I think he fits and I, I'm going to move on here, but you got double moon who I think is interesting a lot of speed for Mandel, and maybe he can wire the field with Juan Hernandez. I don't like the four to one morning line from the eleven hole. That being said, no. the eleven can win. Um, real quick, percolate, Paul. Percolate, another price shot for McCarthy. If I read it correct, this is who you like, right, Paul? On top. Yeah. The the only opinion I have in this race, Howard, other than I agree with all of you guys that it's wide open, is, and and this is harder to tell, obviously, in a maiden race, but. I think this race is begging for someone to go gate the lair. I mean, if if the numbers on the page are even remotely close, it looks very slow, you know, especially for a California race. And, you know, this horse percolate was in a maiden special his first time with Mike McCarthy. Uh, looks like it was on closing weekend last year. Went off at two to one and ran second. Yeah. Uh, with a 59 buyer, which is, you know, he's going to have to jump up from that. But And and the other horse I used was the one, the the, the total X-Factor Euro, who I got a feeling 
uh, is going to be sent. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm all over the board. I, I like <laughs> Dylan. I, I'm going to be five or six deep, but I am playing this race for the horses to be on or near the lead, one of them to win the race. Honestly, Paul, that was the only reason why I included the 11, because I was, even though it's from the 11 hole, I thought that would might, sure. might, yeah, might have to there go, you and then you, you never know. I'd rather just have the speed. And again, I didn't know, I didn't think that would be maybe four to one, but I was hoping for a little bit more of a price to just be on the lead. And if it dies, it dies, but at least I'll have some closers behind it. Guys, I've got nine of the eleven. You you guys know me very well. Obviously, Pete and Paul know me very well from a from a you know as a handicapper. I don't I don't like to huge spread Dylan unless I have like no opinion. I've got nine of the eleven in this race in my ABC. Like this <laughs> this is a complete this is a complete cluster F. That's why. So wait, so I, give out know, the other two. Yeah, who, those, who are the yeah. those are the other. Yeah, those are the winners. Sorry, <laughs> who don't I have? Let's, I'll, I'll really say it in front of me. The well, two of the eight. Are, everyone, bet your entire house on these two horses. You ready? I do not two have. Eight. The three. I do not have National Genero for Papa Padromo, who, by the way, is really good right wins now. Everything. He wins everything. I think I mentioned that, Howard, a few weeks ago. And I do not have Paul 7 percolate. I good. don't know. I, don't I know, feel I don't even know. better, Pete. <laughs> yeah, that's a lock now. <laughs> okay. Well, wait, you have All the right. three in your in your in your picks on the bottom of the screen. I do. You know, that's <laughs> what you put in. So yeah. either either your senility you know, is kicking in think, or your um, that should be four, actually. Okay, there you go. Okay, I got to switch it now officially, even though I know. So you're confusing on, but... everybody. Come on, man! Don't. I don't know em- why that. You know, we have... got a nice new guest. Don't embarrass yourself in front of, in yeah. front of our nice Listen, new I'm, guest. I'm good at doing that. I'm good at doing that. <laughs> there we go. No, I, I like the I like the four. Um, Dylan, sure, she seems to me here as we show your. Here's what's going to We're going to show your pick five, and we'll let you off the show, and then uh, the other three of us knuckleheads will show our pick fives. It, your price shopping is this something you normally do or is this i mean you don't even you you said you don't even look at the odds morning line so you just happen to land on horses that are sneaky uh long i guess is, is that fair to say i mean i don't know what to glean from your picks yeah i mean less obvious i guess right i i don't really i don't know i mean it doesn't really matter what the odds are i mean i'll play it sure whatever you know the odds are i mean I don't, I don't really, I don't really play cavemans. Um, right. But like, this is, this is, I guess uh, what I would do. Um, sure. I'm going to read one. it off Dylan. Um, we don't do yeah, cavemans yeah. either. The only reason I do it Dylan is because not everyone knows the ABC method. It's just some more simplistic way to give out sure. our picks. We're all ABC guys. Dylan's pick five. For those of you who are going to be uh, listening to this later on at home is two, six with two, three, six with two, three, four, six, eight with one, with five nine eleven. By the way, just so everyone knows, I ch- we changed the format. I asked them for about a fifty dollar ticket. We used to do a hundred, Dylan, but we just changed it to fifty. With the thought, Pete and Paul, this is sort of all of our A selections. That was my rationale. Of course, we all play Bs and Cs, and Dylan's going to use a lot many more. But your general strategy here is to single procrastinate in leg four, Dylan, and then I'm assuming spread other places in general. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because yeah, because I just couldn't. It was either single Burgu Alley or single Procrastinate. And I just, I felt like the value, if you're going to play this, would you can't go too deep with like the eight to five and six to five in the Sorrento. It's just, Absolutely. you're losing so much value there. So, um, and I like Procrastinate, Procrastination a, a lot more than the six horse in there or the five. So um, I thought that was the most, most logic, most 
let's see, how do I phrase it? Most uh, probable winner in the sequence. And uh, so. Yeah, listen, Dylan, I love your pick. I really enjoy you being on the show tonight, man. You gave us some great insight with detail. And we'd love to have you back again, whether it's yeah, a big yeah. day on the West Coast or another time. I hope you enjoyed being on the show tonight. Any closing thoughts for Saturday or people that uh, want to get involved with the contests that aren't used to playing contests or just any general advice for the handicapping public out there? Uh, if you want to play in like small feeders, like on express bet to get into, you know, they have like $40 ones to get you into $300 ones. They got $20 ones to get into other ones. You know, horse tourney says $12 ones, $24 ones, whatever. Or if you want to play $1,600 heads up matches, you know, you're more than welcome to do that too. <laughs> Uh, I'll be in there, but, um, so, <laughs> um, so if you play heads up, avoid Dylan Donnelly. If you see him, no. <laughs> I'm a fish. No, um, no, we all know that's not true. So well, I think that's sorry. Yeah, no. And then, uh, just horse tourneys have got some good things for a mythical $2 win place. And then, yeah. um, that, that, that really helps you find value. Uh, and then cause yeah. I started with those. And then work my way into live money tournaments. Um, so, other than that, just hopefully my horse can get covered up, save some ground, and explode late on Sunday in the last yeah. race. Uh, he's training really well, and it'll probably be like eight to one or so. So, uh, that's um, can't can't beat the rock yes, for Dylan yes, Donnelly, yes. guys. Cheer him on on Sunday. Dylan, you're gonna be at the Breeders' Cup this year. I will. All right, I, I hope to see there. you there. I, I will. I will be in Keeneland. We'll. Let me buy you a drink, man, for sure. And, uh, of course. And, Thank you and, very uh, much. We'll, we'll, see you. we'll see you there uh, in, um, in November at Keelan. Have a great night, Dylan. Really thanks a lot. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, man. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Take care. Thank good you. luck Sunday. Bye-bye. All right. Great guy. And you, you can tell he does his research, guys. He knows a lot of the trainers out there. He just, you know, we've had a lot of fantastic handicappers on, guys. But you can sort of tell when – when someone does their homework and knows the business and just understands the game because the, the way they talk and the way they watch replays, Pete, I was really impressed. Not that I wasn't impressed before. No, it was awesome. I mean, it's so, and it, and he's got a, a nice fresh perspective and, and he's got a, you know, you like a logical, logical way of handicapping and, and you're a, you know, you're a replay guy and it seems like yeah. he's sort of a, a, a trip finder and, or a bad trip finder, but not the obvious ones, the undercover ones. And that's, that's how you do get the value is when you spot something that other people aren't going to generally I, see. I gotta be honest, guys. I did not have Burgu Alley in a lot of places and I, I wasn't sure about the three. I've moved some horses up. I know I'm not, you know, we've all been doing this a long time. If you're going to be stubborn and not listen to other people you respect and not change your opinion, maybe even slightly, you know, and stick to your guns all the time. I think you're being stubborn and you're not listening. Uh, that, that's just my personal opinion. No, I, I definitely add to our tickets, to my tickets once we're on here. And because half the time it's just, oh, maybe you just missed something. You can't see everything. I mean, everybody's going to no. miss a little something. So if someone points something out, then it's great to, you know, you catch that. And if it sounds logical and it, it fits what your opinion is of the race, then by all means, don't be stubborn because no, and nobody knows everything. And it's all a crapshoot no. in the end. So just don't be afraid to add something. Even That's if it wasn't in your initial, <laughs> you know, Pete, we spent 90 minutes of the show and I enjoyed doing, we spent like an hour handicapping and we all know it's still going to be luck and this. And yeah. That. It's all. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul's ticket. He's got two, seven with two, six, seven, eight with four, eight with five, six with one, four, seven, 48 bucks. Paul, just general thoughts on your construction here. 
Yes. So, you know, Flippin is my top pass in the first leg. We talked about that, but I'm not going to get beat by Glowing Global. Glowing Global. Uh, yeah. I want to be deep in that second leg that should be the first leg. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with the two horses coming out of the ocean side on my theory that that's going to be a key race. And then on a caveman in the ninth, you know, Dylan just mentioned it, you know, you can't use all three. Some might argue you shouldn't use two, but I said on a caveman ticket, I would live and die with the two O'Neills figuring one of them was going to win. So I, I'm going to need to beat the, probably the favored one there. And then in the last race, I have, uh, you know, the bombs away with the, uh, only can use three when I want to use nine, like Uncle Howard. Well, speaking of bombs away, Dylan and I somehow both landed on a twenty-to-one shot. But I think that's the first yeah. time in this show's history that we that that myself and another guest landed on like a complete boring line bomb. So that means we're either going to be really, yeah. like I said, smart or really mine's smart. only fifteen to one. I feel like I have chalk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll be curious to see which one of those two is going to be lower. I have a feeling it'll be the nine, but uh, maybe not. And by the way. I like your pick on with the Euro at the end. You had a Euro at the end in a turf maiden race a few weeks ago at Del Mar, right? That w- that went off, what, 10 to 1 or somewhere in there, uh, yeah. uh, Paul, right? Okay. I think I right. gave that one. I believe I gave that one out that night, Howard, didn't I? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gave it out on top. Absolutely. Yeah. It was awesome. Yep. Um, Pete, Pete's ticket, 127 with 27, with 8, 9, with 1, 5, with 5, 6, 10, 11. 48 bucks, Pete. Yeah, and, and and Paul, he should be proud of us that we both came in under the fifty. So, you know, I, you know, I know he was concerned yeah. about that. But the, yeah, mine. The, the only thing I did that it, I wavered on was: do I single the one like everyone else sort of did in that fourth leg, or, yeah. you know, when I was looking at it for some reason, I just couldn't get off that five. I was just so impressed with that with that five and the way that race went and the way and and my thought was on the A ticket if this one hits and you can beat what's going to probably be a pretty, a relatively low choice and maybe the only logical single in the sequence. If you can beat that one, then, um, then you're, you're going places in terms of the, the payout. So that's why I sort of went short there. I went a little deep. Yeah. The, the deep leg was the, the fifth leg because it's who the hell knows. I think, I, I don't know what, I, when I went through it the first time, I probably, that was one of those like you had where I probably had like eight horses marked and then just sort of chopped away to see who were the who were on the A line. That's it. Hey, we have seven pop. horses between us, and we don't have the same horse. Isn't that unbelievable? That's I mean, and it's <laughs> definitely right? so. Wow. It's definitely the other three, Paul. That's a, that's another given, obviously. I'll tell you, that's it's, actually it's tough. Wait, do I see the nine? Do I see the no? I don't see the nine there. Okay, no. Uh, no. Anyway, all right. Here's my ticket, guys. As we wrap up the show, I'm going one, two, seven with two. With two, four, seven, eight, nine, with one, six, with four, nine, ten, it's forty-five bucks. I understand the procrastinate, uh, procrastination. Sorry, the single on the one. I might change my mind. To be very honest. Um, I, I do right now have the one as the lone A in leg four, but I sort of like the other speed. I don't know why the O'Neill, the the faster O'Neill, probably won't win. I might just end up end up. Uh, using the one a lot heavier in that um, fourth leg. But I think a lot of people are going to single there. And like I talked about on the show on, on Tuesday with the young boys in Saratoga, I singled the seven on the end on, uh, on Saratoga yesterday, who, although I didn't hit the pick five, 
I made a very nice win bet and big tries in that race, the last race at Saratoga, the running B, who ran off the screen and was a very strong opinion for me. So I'm going a bit contrarian. I'm going to single the two, um, the Baffert horse in the second race. I understand that it's a first-time starter. He might not win, blah, blah, blah. The fact that Baffert guy scratched his other one, that, that tells me something. Now, that horse has to get to six and a half. He's got a break. I just, I have a feeling that's a very nice horse. So I'm going to go a bit contrarian. Obviously, I'm using others in that leg on the ABC, but I'll single the two and leg two and cross my fingers in that race and the last race. But again, I thought in general, guys, this was a very uh, tough sequence. We're going to wrap up the show. Pete and Paul, any thoughts? Um, by the way, let me just say this. I want to get this out of the public. I got a few questions, people asking, what about the races that are happening at Churchill this weekend? Um, I, I don't know how to say this nicely. I, I, I cannot, I, I'm, I'm boycotting for one year. I, I cannot do it. I'm not going to mention the races that are happening. Uh, I, I, I'd be happy to cover Churchill. I always do. Anyone that watches the show, I've had people on from Churchill. I've got no problem with the employees of Churchill Downs, whatever. I, Paul, I, I can't cover the AM race this Saturday. I, I just can't do well, it. Well, and not only that, Howard, forgetting about how despicable it is that they closed Arlington Park, how about gambling real money on races being run on that grass, which they had to shut down? It's been shut down for now, what, two months, two and a half months? Hey, look, they're good races. You know, you look at them on paper, they're good races. You're going to have good jockeys. You've got several of the jockeys from New York are going down. Um, so, you know, it, it is tempting. But I just don't know how many times have we talked about how it, horses who had been running on that turf, how hard it was to decipher the form when they went to other tracks. Well, yeah. now it's going to work in reverse, right? So I, I don't know how you could bet a lot of money with any, you know, I'm sure I'll play a few of them because, you know, that's the way I am, but uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, uh, the fact that the, the M, the BD uh, being run at CD is a DG disgrace. So. <laughs> well, also they, they, the, uh, there's two races, the pucker up and the secretariat, they canceled because they're, they don't want to run too many races on this turf course. I think the, I think the, 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 the Beverly D Correct me if I'm wrong. I did look at this. I'm a horse. I mean, I'm a, I'm a horse player. I think I saw five horses. I mean, something ridiculous. Uh, not that there aren't small fields other places, but Pete, um, sorry, buddy. I, if you want I, me I to talk no, about that. No, I, I didn't particularly like either field either. I have no, okay. you know, I'm, I'm not the anti the same way you are, but I did love yeah. Arlington Million Day, and it didn't have the the same feel. When you looked at those races, those were usually jam-packed with, with top-notch horses, and I looked at the field and just didn't didn't really love it. So, it was sort of a, <laughs> I like that. Nice. From Matthew Schimmer. I mean, the, the, listen, it's, 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 it's a, it's a good race card, but how is on the biggest day that Arlington had in their history, you got two turf races the entire day. I mean, that, that's just the minor part but the bigger part is of course the backstory behind it. So I'll yeah. cover that day next year, ladies and gentlemen, I just can't do it. If you want to bet Churchill Saturday, be my guest. I'm not going to tell you not to, but I just, I can't cover on the show. This week, anyway, on that positive, <laughs> on that positive note, uh, Pete and Paul, great job for my wonderful co-host Pete Visco and Paul Howard. And this has been Howard Kravitz. It's been episode one sixty-eight of the HHH Racing Podcast. It's a real nice pick five at Del Mar. I'm glad we covered it, guys. There's a lot of possible 
prices that you can get out there from the three of us and Dylan. So good luck to everyone. The next show is going to be a week from this Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, covering Saratoga. The guest is going to be TBA, guys. I'm not sure who it's going to be. And then the following week, Paul, at Saratoga, Travers Week, buddy, and that card is going to be crazy. And this podcast will be making its debut live at an OTB in Chicago. We're going to have a live three-hour show at an OTB on Travers Day in two weeks. It's going to be really exciting. Guys, have a great night. Good luck to everyone who bets Delmar this Saturday. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.